Thank you for joining us on the next chapter. I'm Gloria Coppola, your host, a best-selling author and a story development editing coach. And today, well, I have a very special woman that I'm going to introduce you to. Jenny was one of the collaborative authors in Awakening the Consciousness of Humanity when your eyes open to see the truth. And I got to work with her personally. She is a fun-loving, spirited, strong-willed lover of nature and family. Jenny is a researcher and an advocate for wellness and truth. And currently, she's working on two solo books. But today, she's going to talk about the forces of nature and why she wrote this short story. Jenny was a former uh, special needs occupational therapy paraprofessional. And she is blessed, she says, to be able to work on her books from home while devoting herself to the needs of her family. So let's bring on Jenny and find out what she's up to, because she is a force to be reckoned with. Have you here today, and it's been so fun to work with you on the forces of nature and learn more about you. So thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Gloria. I'm I'm thrilled. We always have fun working together and I'm always like curious about your insights and things. And when you were writing the forces of nature, like tracking your your life journey with that was fascinating. So what compelled you to decide to share that story with the world? I think what I needed to do for myself was share what I had experience starting as a child. And it it started off with a pond that was nearby that gave me sanctuary. Um, And I came to realize that I always sought out the sanctuary of nature Mm. as life went on. And she seemed to follow me with lessons. Um, And I talk about them in that story, uh, how I was born in a hurricane And I always uh, joked with my mother about being a force of nature. (laughs) (laughs) I had my, uh, my wedding, it poured on my wedding. I brought my twin girls home in a hurricane. Um, And then after I moved out to Colorado, I was followed by a fire turned from hurricanes to fires out here. And I had to make peace with the devastation because each of them has a level of devastation with them. Mm -hmm. And I came to learn that nature teaches us, uh, teaches us that we've got to cleanse things from our lives, from our minds, from our hearts and regrow. I love that. Uh, Yeah. It, it, uh, it's, it's a profound lesson. And I think uh, I joke too about how fire, was saved for later in my life when I was a bit wiser because um, that one was a bit more destructive than the the hurricanes ever were. Uh, We almost lost our house. Several of our neighbors, 346 neighbors lost their houses around here. And uh, what I came back to um, in, in coming back from my home or to my home from the fire was apocalyptic. But yet there my house stood, almost as if angels had stood wing to wing around it. Just gave myself chills. There was, it was a perfect ring around my house of green grass, right up to where the fire came up to. And 
no, no fire on my home damage from heat, of course. Um, but I, I took a long time to recover from that one. Uh, and that was because there was damage done that, that we ended up having to go to trial over, um, lost, but I had to come to a peace within myself. And I did that by making friends with the trees in my backyard. So tell us a little bit more of that. How does one make friends with the elemental forces? (laughs) You know, I, I didn't learn to do that. I didn't realize I had been doing that. Uh, was not cognizant of that process until, um, until this occurrence with making friends with the trees. Uh, I find that if you're still, you can feel them. Mm-hmm. You can feel their energy. You can feel the energy of, of the birds, of the sky, of the mountains, of the ocean, everywhere around you. There's a, there's a message. There's a, a, a communal bond between the two of you. And it started with me looking at my trees in my backyard that are scorched half the way up. I can go wipe my hand on a tree and I can still eight years later get char off of them. And I stopped and I thought, you know, I'm a lot like these trees. I'm scarred, but I'm standing strong and beautiful because they were still beautiful. And they're the first thing I see when I wake up in the morning every single day are those trees. And I know they were saved for me so that I could learn this lesson and so that I could come to a place of peace about that occurrence in my life. And it was a long, hard road to try and get there. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I I have a, a very deep and profound connection with all the elemental forces as well from childhood and would, would commune and talk to you know, trees and flowers. And of course, people would giggle and laugh and I get teased. And this past year, a friend of mine invited me out to her property to caretake it while she was gone for nine days. And she has all these beautiful flowers. And she said, would you take care of them for me? And I'm like, yeah. And I had no idea what the flowers were yet or how big or whatever. And when I got there, she has this incredible biodome and inside they do different ceremonies and they have just crystal and all. But wrapping through the biodome are beautiful passion flowers. Oh, and they were in bloom. And I swear they were talking to me. So I would go out and talk to them. And even my dog was like fascinated with them, you know, and they'd close up at night and open in the morning. And then just outside of the biodome, she had all these different wildflowers that were probably four foot high. And I thought, hmm, I'm going to start talking to them while I water them. And it was amazing because my dog, again, you know, animals are very intuitive and in tune. He would watch and all of a sudden there would be one of the flowers that kind of would wave to me a little bit or something. And I go, oh, they're communicating, you know, and then it just got it started happening more and more. Like when I would walk out, it was like all of a sudden they were kind of swaying and stuff trying to get my attention. But the passion flower, I have to tell you, Jenny, the energy in those flowers is such a high 
frequency energy and it's so beautiful and it makes you feel so happy. I think we all need them. Oh, I totally agree. I just bought some, <laughs> I just bought some sunflowers as a matter of fact yesterday. Oh, they're fun. They are. They yeah. are. They always, you know, they look for the sun just yeah. like we all should. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nature, nature has its way of, of healing me. And I, I talk to her while I walk, yeah. I talk to the trees and I ask her to please lend me and show me her strength, mm. her fortitude and her lessons. Um, and, and now, now that I'm older and wiser, I, I'm getting better at discerning those, but without <laughs> them, I could not have, I really believe I could not have recovered from the devastation Uh, personal devastation of of that wildfire. Um, Even though I didn't lose my home, I lost a lot of other things. Um, And, uh, and I really actually had to turn to nature for healing with that one. And it was, it was incredible to to be able to turn around and look at that now. Nature has so much to teach us if we pay attention. They do. Yes. And it's, it's neat now because where my house sits, um, I, I had a, a love-hate relationship with it for a long time. Uh, it sits in a magnificent location in Colorado Springs, and I'm up at the top of, very top of a hill. And I can look down and see over the city. And now that I've made that connection with nature, instead of seeing buildings and, and houses and a city, I see, I'm looking at it right now as I talk to you, Um. I see the ancient lands of the people that were here and I feel the echoes of their spirit and of, uh, of life that, that still exists here and still has stories to tell. It's a really sure does. I bet you you're going to write more stories about that too. <laughs> I never know what is going to come out of my writing. It's always a surprise to me, which is part of the fun. Yeah. So Jenny, this podcast, uh, you know, is out there for authors and new writers. And you were a new writer when you were part of the collaborative book. What tips do you have for new writers based on that process you went through with us? Oh, gosh, it I, you know, Gloria, I had a struggle when I first started. I, I, I always thought I was a good writer. And, and you know, for writing term papers, <laughs> I was for writing books, not so much. It's a whole different animal. And so I had to step out of that box of thinking that I know how to write. I know how to write a convincing essay or whatever I wrote in school and, and learn to uh, really convey uh, emotions and feelings uh, in a whole different level. Something that I had never, ever imagined and after uh, after doing that book, uh, just the short story for that book, um, I came to learn a lot more in beginning a solo project with you. And it's it's like the the doors keep opening, the windows keep opening, the lights keep coming on. Every every time I sit down to write, I I realize something new and something different. And something emotional starts to come out that I didn't see before. Even even getting into my writing, my solo solo project right now, uh, I've I've grown so much from when I started 
And so now I can look back. I'm in, I'm writing chapter seven and I can look back at chapter one and go, oh my, <laughs> I need to change this up a bit because it's, you just grow. As it comes out, it, it changes you. So would you tell new writers to be gentle on themselves and go oh. with the process? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was so hard on myself. I was, and I just didn't understand, and I got so frustrated. Um, but I did, the, the biggest thing that helped me was doing uh, retreats, the virtual retreats with you, and interacting with other authors. Uh, that was the highlight for me because it, it got me out of my own box. And so when I'm listening to somebody else's story and they're saying, what would you do? Um, you're coming up with ideas to help them. And then you go back and you look at your own work and you're like, well, why don't I do that for myself? Exactly. Exactly. That's why, you know, having that group coaching program, I'm learning watching all of you too, in those mastermind trainings, because it's fun to see how each of you want to help somebody else. And then you get your aha moment. Like you said, well, why am I not doing this for myself? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and you recently had a breakthrough on you're working on your solo book. For those of you that are listening today. So she got inspired after writing her short story to become an official author, to keep writing. She's got so many ideas and you were on your sixth or seventh chapter and something clicked for you. What happened? I wish I knew. I just suddenly clicked. Um, it was it was just a shift. I wasn't consciously uh, searching or trying. It, I was just in the process of writing, and suddenly uh, my character was able to come forth and speak for herself instead of me telling a story about her. She came through me and is now telling the story. And that's a beautiful place to be when your character begins to write your book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's kind of crazy. <laughs> well, you know, one of the challenges I think for a lot of people is developing their character and they're going into a factual place and they're describing how they look or whatever, but they're not really getting into the character. Just like in acting, you get on a stage and try to pretend to be somebody, but until you actually are in their shoes, you really don't know what that's like. And I feel that that's what happens as we continue to write, if we allow ourselves to open to that. And that's what you did. I totally agree. I, I feel like so in your in your comparing that with with acting on stage, uh, you can understand why they do so many rehearsals beforehand to get into character, so to speak. So mm -hmm. that when they do this play in public, they're in character. Well, for us as writers, what it's taking us is we don't have rehearsals. It's, it's taking rough drafts. That's our rehearsal. Um, so if you want to use that as an analogy, the more we, we write, the more we are rehearsing with ourselves mm -hmm. and the better we're becoming and getting more into that character and into, into the flow of the book. And so going back to the beginning of the book, which is essentially your rehearsal, uh, you're, you're adding more and you're, you've become that character. And so now you can go back and look and see, okay, here's where I can tweak it. Here's where we can bring it out. Here's where she can speak more um, or he or, or, you know, whatever you're, you've decided to write about. Um, here's where I can bring in more information into and make it more personal or more emotion, especially. Uh, that's that's the big one is the 
the emotion and um, putting, bringing the reader in to where you are mm-hmm. in the story, making them feel like they're there with you. Yeah, make them relatable, make them get to really know them and understand them. And the interesting thing is, you know, we bring the acting component into this. Somebody had to write that screenplay. They had to write it first. And so there's revisions and revisions in the writing. And then there's revisions and revisions when you're bringing it forward, you know, whether it's through acting on a stage or finalizing your story. So it's really quite the same. It is. It is. And I act, it's kind of interesting that you even brought that up because I've been watching, um, my husband loves to watch TV in the evening. And so I have to sit down and watch with him. That's how we spend our time together. And so I'm watching now and seeing uh, TV shows in a different light, movies in a different light. Um, he he got angry one night at, at why a character did something stupid. <laughs> and I said, well, According to Gloria, it's because they are a primary character and they have to have a relatable flaw. So you have to understand that this person has to do something stupid so that we can all relate to that because we've all done it too. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, we we had our summit last night in our future authors group and one of the the editors in there who does ghostwriting and all, she was talking about how, you know, she can't look at a show or a movie the same way. And people don't like being around her because that's what she sees. She starts analyzing all of it based on what she knows. And we were chuckling because I do the same thing. Like I watch something and I'm not just listening to their words because, you know, when we're storytelling, we want to bring those characters alive on the paper for our readers. So I'm watching their inflictions of their words and figuring out how do I how do I put that down on paper. But then I'm watching their attitude and their movements and their eyes rolling and their smirks and all of that. So that when I'm creating a character, I've got I've jot all this stuff down. You know, we've been talking about that with our notebooks. And it's like, okay, if I want to bring this character alive, I'm going to pay attention. What are they doing while they're acting? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I have gotten to where when I'm writing a scene, I will, especially if it's an emotional scene, I will dawn my character, like put her on like a coat and imagine, okay, what am I feeling? And, and like you told me to do uh, recently, talk it out. Yeah. Talk Talk it out. Okay. I am so-and-so this is what's happening to me. What am I feeling? What am I going through? How is this affecting me? And I have to put that into words because, you know, a reader can't see it. I feel personally that words are more tangible. Uh, what was it? Amy Tan said that, that they have texture. I and love I when she love, said that. Yeah. I love that because they do. Yeah. They have lots of texture. And I love to be able to find the words that give just the right texture, maybe mm-hmm. even a little extra. Well, I have enjoyed watching you progress from your short story and, and, you you know, you've been writing the story about your daughter's health too, which is more factual. And then you jumped into this solo book, which is completely different than the other two. So there is definitely, definitely an author deep down in your heart and soul coming out and emerging. And I really do enjoy watching your process because here's one of the things that I see in you and I want to encourage all writers to, to bring this into their life. Jenny is coachable and Jenny, you know, will listen to suggestions. And like she said, she'll try them. She'll put the coat on and she'll try it. 
but a lot of people won't. Well, a lot of people, I, and I understand that. I, I, I can't say that I was any different in the beginning um, because I thought, I thought what I had was good stuff. I thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Um, but I had, I had to step into, I had to take that coat off and put my, a different one on. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. But was, you were, but you were coachable. That's the difference. You were coachable and not everybody is coachable at the level that you are. And because you do like to excel and you thought you were excelling at what you were doing, it was almost like you brought a ex- new level of excitement into your writing when you can take it someplace else. So I'm just going to, you know, put it out there, everybody. Be like Jenny. (laughs) She is a force of nature, no doubt. She is a force of nature. And I'm excited to see your growth in in all your ideas and books that you have. And like you said, one day you want it to be a series or a movie or something. I do. Yeah. I do. I I went into this book not, uh, gosh, I didn't, I had no plan of doing a solo book. This was part of a short story contest with you. And, and now it's a solo book. Oh, wow. um, That's what it was supposed to be. This was supposed to be the short story in the very first retreat I did with you. Um, and I was given this idea based on a, a real life experience for this book. And all of a sudden it just blossomed in my head. And now I have a series planned. Uh, and I would, I'm manifesting that. Yes, you are. You are. And we just, we just, we just put it on the airwaves, girl. <laughs> I want a book uh, or a, a movie or a TV series deal from this. Yeah. Um, it's got a lot of elements in it that I think oh, everybody yeah. can relate to. Um, yeah, it's suspenseful. It's thrilling. It's, a, I'm sure there'll be a little romance or something in there. I love the dreams that she has and how they play out in this part of her lifetime. I mean, you've got some really interesting stuff happening in the, this next book you're working on. So Jenny, I want to thank you for coming on today for sharing a little bit about yourself and your writing journey. And you have any last words of inspiration for new writers out there? For new writers, I say if you have an idea or if you even think you just want to write for fun, do it. Um, it's it's just so liberating. It's I, I never in a million years thought that at my age, I am not going to tell you how old I am. I would be <laughs> uh, realizing what I want to be when I grow up. Mm-hmm. I finally figured this out. This just came from me liking to write and having a few ideas here and there uh, and with the right nurturing from you, Gloria, um, I, it, it just blossomed into something wonderful and fun. I'm having so much fun. I know. I see that in you and it makes it fun for me too. So thanks again. I wish you much success on this next book. And when we get that one done, we'll do a podcast on that. So you can tell people more about that. But in the meantime, Forces of Nature is out in publication and there will be information down below on how to obtain that book. So you can read more about Jenny. Jenny, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Gloria. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I told you she was delightful and interesting, isn't she? And boy, does she have ideas for her new book. So stay tuned. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Gloria Coppola. 
your host and go down to the description to learn more about Jenny or how to contact her. And if you'd like to be a guest on the next chapter, then just email me. And remember, the next chapter can be the best chapter of your life.